What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. As usual, comment your opinions down below because the NBA draft is today. But before we get into that, we need you to hit the subscribe button because you're here because you love sports content. And we got something for you every day, whether it be podcasts, shorts, videos, clips, tier lists, etc. So hit that subscribe button. And while you're here, smash that like button as well. All right. Um, breaking news. Obviously, this uh, news broke um, an hour before we started recording. And this news has been going on all day. Like Jovan said, NBA draft is today, so a lot of drama is happening behind the scenes. Uh, we'll get into the news that broke right now. The deal, three-team trade between the Celtics, the Wizards, and the Grizzlies, which sends Kristaps Porzingis. So I'll just pull it up right here. Boston gets Kristaps Porzingis and 2023 and 2024 first-round picks. Washington gets Tyus Jones. Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala and at the 35th pick so the second round pick this year um and then Memphis gets just Marcus Smart this is according to Woj Shams it broke Twitter um earlier in the day there was a projected three-team trade with instead of Memphis it was the Clippers but that fell apart we'll get into that a little bit later but right now reactions go initial thoughts for the Celtics like it and hate it because I said you needed a good third option and preferably a scoring big chris taps is a scoring big shoot the three ball right hate it because it's the celtics no oh yeah obviously <laughs> okay but, but on basketball terms, but basketball terms yeah. injuries chris taps is always an injury away yeah or a little knock away right so he is a very good player but it's the injuries because he we know he can knock the three ball he has good length so his defense isn't like completely horrible because of his length but inside scoring should be good because he's big and then uh three-point shooting which is key because he could be he'll be, he'll be more consistent than Al sure Horford. how many he played this year but yeah you're right the injuries is the factor that's what caused him before he had an all-star potential year this year not saying he should have been an all-star or anything like that but he ha- he wasn't all-star um talks uh he had a great year right like this was his first full year away from dallas right I think first, so. Full or second, first or second. First year. or second. Um, because he got yeah, I knew he got traded last year. Halfway through, Dallas made the conference finals. Yeah, and yeah. So it's first yeah, full year. First full year, and he balled out, right? And this isn't obviously Washington's first move. They made a the Bradley Beal move uh, earlier this week, but like you said, I agreed with you. I think there were two needs, but I feel like they needed a better big than Horford and Porzingis is that right Horford might be a better one-on-one defender like he has shown with Joel Embiid but he's getting up there in age um Porzingis is also a quality shot blocker he's a stretch break he was literally called a unicorn for a reason right before Wambanyama now um and you still have Rob Williams yeah so you still have him off the bench or you could start with him whatever the case is incredible defender himself yeah so uh, let me just see how many uh, games he played last year. Just one second. Yeah, so like, Przingis doesn't have to be the guy. Like, when he was in... Like, he's the third option, right? Yeah. C- considering that Jalen Brown is still a Celtic. Because... Yeah, we'll get into that side. But yeah, but second. assuming that roster stays the same as now, Przingis is a third option. Whereas Dallas, he didn't live up to that second option. The, the duo with Luka, right? So he played 65 games. That's... A lot for him. <laughs> that's a lot for him. And yeah. that that based on the new awards, that's um 
that's the minimum requirement now. So technically, he was uh, he's up for like all NBA and um, any awards that well, obviously he wasn't gonna get on, but for next year, right? Um, that's a great time to see though. Yeah. So and then his numbers. Sorry, before we continue from last year, I think his was, numbers were decent. Uh, he had tw- per of twenty five point seven, twenty seven point six usage rate. Kuzma had a higher one. 32 minutes a game, 23 points per game, 2.7 assists, 8 uh, rebounds, shot 50, 49.8, 50%, 38 from 3, um, 85 from the free throw. Uh, yeah. That is great numbers. Blocks 1.5, steals 0.9. So he fits that system in a way better than like people said, oh, you should go after Carl Anthony Towns. He doesn't, Carl Anthony Towns doesn't fit that system. Porzingis does. And then uh, when I saw the um, trade reaction this morning, or the trade the original trade this morning that it was still essentially Persingas going to the Celtics. I'm like, that's a good fit, right? The only issue, like I said, is injuries. But injuries aside, um, you got a stretch big. You got a guy that could rim protect, right? He's seven three for a reason. And you're not like, you could play him at the five, or if you want to start like, add a little bit more defense by starting Rob Williams or Horford, you could play him at the four as well. I would still. Pro- I know, like if NBA. they, you know how they went to the big lineup in the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like when need be, they're always, be. They're, yeah, because of the three point shooting, they could do that. Yeah, when need be, like but it's not like going to be on the defensive side. I would still prefer him yeah, as yeah. a five. I, I know, but like I'm saying, when they could do that, they, there was issues because they couldn't hit the three ball with the big lineup. Yeah, but with Przingis, they can. Yeah, exactly. So I actually don't hate this for the Celtics. Some people might just because of the injuries, but I'm not putting the injuries in this because of that reason. Um. He showed last year he could stay healthy, and this time he his usage rate won't be as high because Tatum will have the ball, Brown will have the ball. But how the hell did they get two firsts out of this? Well, I guess Marcus Smart is worth two no, firsts. No, it's not <laughs> even just that. I don't know if it's because um, obviously he opted in, right? So the Celtics are obviously over the cap. Grizzlies gave them two firsts. It's the Grizzlies first. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but either way, it's like, I think one of the factors is that they're also taking on a big contract for the year. So And they got rid of Marcus Smart. Yeah. Um, so that's what they need. They need a point guard. But in terms of the cap, I'm just like, obviously, they're in the luxury tax. You're still paying out Horford. You have Tatum. You have uh, Brown. Brown's eligible for the year after. Not this. Like, this will be his last year on the contract. Then he's eligible for that Supermax. And reports are saying that he is. The uh, Celtics are not willing to really trade him. They want to give him that max. So this could just be a one-year stint. Right, because Porzingis is on the last year of his contract, and then uh, so right now their lineup is no guard. Well, Brown. Bro- well, Brogdon if he's healthy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So Malcolm Brogdon, um, Jalen Brown, or Derek White, Jalen Brown could be as well. Problem is they don't have a ball handler either way. Um, Jason Tatum. Do you go double bigs here with I mean, Porzingis if you, if you and Horford? Go big, big lineup, you go Porzingis Horford. If not. Derek White has to start. Yeah. So, but then you're also paying Horford all that money, right? And, yeah, I don't know. I think they ha- they have to um, make moves still. So, I think, I don't know if they want to pay that much into the luxury tax. While we were waiting to get started, I was looking at the cap, new cap rules from the new CBA. It hurt my head. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. So. Too, many, too many. Because, like, all I heard was after the finals, oh, yeah, this new um, CBA will make it hard for the Nuggets to bring back the players. And then you see the Beal trade happen. And then you see this trade happen. And you're like, what the hell? What do you mean? <laughs> like, what's going on here, right? Um, but yeah, on the Celtics side, 
A plus trade off the bat for me because I would I won't go A plus I'll go like A minus. Okay, but got they got two first they could flip them. Yeah. So I'm looking at it, the overall package, not just the player. Yeah. So you get like A. I won't give him like the A plus, just because injuries are a factor. You have to include that. True. But yeah, either way, they could still package those first and the first they got, and to get in a the guard, any guard that might be available. And I'm not saying Damien. If they get somehow get Damian Lillard, then there's, there's no way. Cal- there's no the cap way. does not exist. But obviously, no I'm not way. saying Damian Lillard. Maybe um, we'll look at the free agents in a bit. Chris uh, Paul and the vetman. Yeah, Chris Paul and the vetman. But again, injuries. Um. But he was the perfect piece that we were saying when Chris Paul originally was supposed to get waived. But let's look at um, Memphis. So they just got Marcus Smart out of this. And they gave away Tyus Jones to Washington. That's a head-scratcher. Because you know how much I raved about Tyus Jones being like the guy for the Celtics to get. Like, imagine if the Celtics got Tyus Jones in this trade too, right? Um, then I'm going to be like, oh yeah, they're probably the favorites out of the East. Tyus Jones, with John Moran being suspended 25 games... Who's their ball handler? Because Marcus Smart isn't like a pure point guard either, right? I don't classify him as a pure point guard. Def- like Marcus Smart fits the Memphis mold, like that grit uh, like, grind. That whatever Dylan, whatever Dylan Brooks is, he's like five times better. Yeah, and he won't piss and, people off. Like and Dylan he doesn't Brooks say did. stupid shit. Like yeah, he, he shows it. But he backs his stuff so right up. now their lineup right now on the top of my head is Ja Morant, Marcus Smart. When Ja comes back, Ja Morant, Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. So they have the past two depoys. And probably Steven Adams. And if Steven Adams is still injured, then you can make it even smaller by putting um, Jackson at the five. Because that's what I believe they started with anyways in the playoffs. Um, problem is, how is that backcourt reliable? But the question is, when who's their backup point guard, right? Because Wait, question, you're questioning Jamara and Marcus Smart as a backcourt? Yeah. Why? Just a little too small. Both are not capable shooters, right? They're not like... Weapons. Desmond Bain is a sharpshooter of that team, of that starting lineup. Jaron Jackson is a capable three-point shooter. I wouldn't classify him as a sharpshooter either. And then Steven Adams is, if he's in that lineup, starting lineup, then he can't shoot for anything. So yeah. So if you, if think you look it, at the spacing that way, it's obviously it's Jaws' athleticism same, helps. It, it is the same as with John True. Dillon. Yeah. It's the same. It's just that the lineup itself is better with Marcus Smart. Yeah, defensively for sure. Obviously, Marcus Smart struggled defensively a little bit. But, I'm. But for me, is the head scratcher is who's your point guard to start? It is obviously Marcus Smart, but I don't trust him as a ball hunter. Tyus Jones has had the lowest assist to turnover ratio in the league. Tyus Jones is a better three point shooter as well. And I'm not saying that Tyus Jones should not been traded or anything like that. Um, I thought Tyus Jones should not been traded from Memphis. Sorry, I meant to say that. But. But because you traded him away, and when even la- not this past season, but the season before when Jaw was injured, Tyus Jones was a starting point guard, and they were still second place. The time Jaw was out from the suspension and earlier on this year, Tyus Jones was um, the starting point guard, and they were still second place. Right? You don't like obviously need an elite guy because you have players around him like Jaron Jackson elevated his game. So who is that guy? Right? That's that's where I'm head scratcher with. Um, with Memphis, I was obviously messaging one of her relatives and we we're having the same thought. Like, obviously, I believe there's a plan, right? There's there's no way you're doing this without a plan. If you are, then it's just ridiculously stupid. Like, for the first 25 games, are you really going to rely on that? What is it? Like, Marcus Mart? Desmond Bain could handle the ball, but he isn't like There that. is no pure ball handler. Yeah. Plus, you can't really draft one now because you got rid of your first-round pick yeah. as well. 
So because um twenty third overall pick, you guess you get a potential starter depending on how he does in like preseason. But you're not you don't have that anymore either. So it legit has to be free agency or trade. Yeah, um you wanna look at some free agents for point guards right now? Point guard free agents that go out, I mean off the top, they're like more expensive ones are like Kyrie and Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah, there's no, West, screw those, screw those ones. There's Westbrook. But no, shooting well, wise, no. shooting yeah, there's no shooting. Be, he has to be six man if that's the case. So no. Uh, Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, that's a fit. But again, uh, you're getting. Keep in mind, you're getting job back, so you want like a Tyus Jones type guy. Yeah. Like, that makes that much money too. Should we get a uh, Jazz comparison to Derrick Rose? But he's a team option. No, Derrick Rose. Yeah, but I'll check some more. I'll just look up at the Memphis roster quickly as well. But yeah, that's that's the only head scratcher part for me because I'm like, how are you? How are you really going to play this? Because right now, the guards they had last year was Des- Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, who's no longer going to be there. Tyus Jones is gone. Luke Kennard isn't a point guard. John Moran suspended, and that's it. There's DeAndre Russell. Okay. Dennis Schroeder's a UFA. That's, okay, that's someone, if I'm Memphis, I'm targeting. Dennis Schroeder. Uh, Again, I don't know how much he's Tyus Jones' Jones brother is an RFA. Well, that, I don't count that right There's now. Trey Jones. There's Javon Carter as a UFA. That could be a solid Gabe one. Vincent. Yeah, okay. So they do have options. It There's could, options in free. It There's just depends on how much those guys will command, right? Like, if I'm... Because Dennis Shooter had a decent year for the Lakers. So yeah, he's he definitely going to command more than a minimum, right? At least mid-level exception. Um, So free agency-wise, like you said, Gabe Vincent. But again, was Gabe Vincent the main ball handler of that team? Or was it Jimmy Butler? Right? Because they benched him for Kyle Lowry. Or either were I think Struess and Kyle Lowry started, so Gabe, Gabe Vincent wasn't really the primary ball handler, playmaking-wise. I'm talking about pure playmaking. That's where I'm like, okay, Dennis Schroeder is someone who should they go after, and he's there defensively as well. And he's he could be a, a good backup point guard. He's capable backup point guard. He's shown it with the Lakers. He's shown it with OKC. He's shown it with like Atlanta back in the day as well. So that's someone, I, if I'm Memphis, I'm looking at Dennis Schroeder personally. Yeah, I think out of all the list, that's a... And I'm best fit. Same I'm not, thing with the Celtics as well. I'm looking for the Celtics. I'm looking at names like Fred Van Vliet, but I doubt they'll be able to get him for the cap hit. DeAndre Russell's commanding a lot of money as well, since we're on the point mark uh, point guard market here. Dennis Schroeder reunite them again, but he didn't nah, work out the they, first time. They, they, he struggled. Gabe Vincent could fit there, but again, I and then for me, it's like they should if Chris Paul gets traded or if he gets bought out, most likely because Chris Paul's also on thirty million if he gets traded. So that's the only option Boston has as well there. Like, who's going to be Boston's main uh, point guard going back to Boston as well here? Yeah, they got it. They have no one now. They got to figure Mark, out something. Marcus Smart was a capable one. Malcolm Brogdon's capable. Derek White's capable. But, but they're Malcolm not Brogdon, point guard. Malcolm Brogdon's injury. Yeah, but like... Malcolm Brogdon can do it, but he's he's injury. Again, so again, the same thing is who's going to be there. Is it Are they going to draft someone with that pick maybe that could help them? Who's on their roster right now? For what we know, right? Like that Boston team needs like that. What Rajon Rondo was for them back in the day, and I'm yeah. not saying to that extreme. There's either. one I like, kind of, but he's an RFA, so it's not gonna Doubt happen. It, but yeah, uh, is Kobe White from the Bulls? Again, he's not like a pure point guard either. Yeah, no, he's but more of a I think combo. he'll. I'm just thinking of someone who get the job done. True. Right? Like combo guard, you could still you still have the point yeah, guard abilities. He still has the point guard abilities. Like, Memphis's only issue is the first 25 games, then find a capable backup, right? Because I don't, there's no way they, Marcus they, Smart does not start. Yeah, they can't spend big. Like, 
Fred Van Leet, you're spending big. Kyrie Irving, you're spending big, obviously, right? <laughs> He's not going back to Boston. So, <laughs> no, I'm talking about like for Memphis. Oh, okay. Like you don't need a starting point guard. Yeah. Right. For them, it's like a bench, but for Boston, you need a starter. Yeah. That's equal to or better than Marcus Smart was, and I think they need someone better. But you lose that defensive capability. But Derek White proved that he could defend. So maybe someone that you start Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon off the bench again. Maybe you start both of them and you find a dead and shooter type again off the bench. I don't know about that, but I was gonna say one, but then he didn't really play much in the playoffs. It was Reggie da- Reggie Jackson. Oh, he didn't. He's done. Like he yeah. was, he's a DNP. He was he was good a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, but he's not anymore. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, Celtics obviously number one. He's a point guard now. Yeah, and like ball handling. And scoring. they have the picks. Can they make They have moves? three pieces that could score. Yeah. So they need genuinely need a playmaking ball handling first point guard. Yeah. Grizzlies just get a backup big. Otherwise you have the same lineup. Just find a way to No, not, not a backup big. I mean backup point guard. Yeah. Otherwise you have the same starting five. Yeah. Like Boston could still move some. And pieces. improve starting five because Marcus Smart is. Can Grant player. Williams get a sign and trade and get somewhat decent to run point for them? Again, I don't think they need an elite point guard. I think they just need a playmaker that's decent. Javon Carter. I don't know how good he is on as a playmaker, but he's a good defensive backcourt piece as well. Like I, I wouldn't mind him for Memphis either. There's one name here. Is Patrick Beverly, but he's not like ball handling wise. He ain't there. He wasn't always right, but like he started with Zach Levine, so he was their point guard there. It was Zach Demar. Sorry, two and three there. Uh, Patrick Williams, I think, started and Vucevic, and then the point was Pat Bev. So. It I don't know fit. how much I don't know how much it was shared. Like, yeah, that could that could be another spot, but and he's like a Marcus Smart <laughs> for Boston in that sense. He's or, a worse Marcus Smart, yeah. or he he could fit in um, Memphis as well. Yeah, and Mem- Memphis. As he well. could get the job. Like Patrick Beverly can get the job done for you until John Moran comes back. For Boston, it, can you get a full time guy's question? Yeah, you Boston. You need Boston. You need like more of a. You need more of a starter, obviously, yeah. than Memphis. And Washington. Let's move on to there, unless you want to move on. Uh, quick, just quick point of Washington. You have your three best players in Beal, Przingis, and Kuzma. Which we'll Kuzma, get into after. Kuzma likely leaving. He opted out, but yeah, we'll opted out. But like you would say, he's open, right? Yeah. Like you don't have control over him. You're you're gonna let those three guys go without getting a first round pick in return. They got a 35th pick and a bunch of other seconds for the BL so trade. So three biggest and swaps. Your three biggest assets are going, and you're getting zero first round picks in return. Yeah, we'll get into the BL trade again because I think there was a little adjustment to that trade. But so in this case, they got Tyus Jones, great. But then they already have Monte Morris. So obviously, Tyus Jones is, is going to be their main guy. Tyus Jones is going to be hot on the market, whether it be this offseason or by the trade deadline. I I don't see them not cashing out on Tyus Jones because. At this point, Washington's rebuilding. You traded your two best players away, right? Third one's walking away. DeLon, like, DeLon Wright is there. He isn't, like, anything special. Like, De- Tyus Jones is your um, best guard right now. Uh, C-O-L, well, Chris Paul, but I, I don't think he's staying. There. We'll, we'll just know, like, whoever Washington picks this year is going to be a bona fide starter. And then Danilo Gallinari is probably a buyout candidate. After his injury, and then Mike Muscala might fetch you a second because he's a stretch big, like a stretch four, stretch five type guy, right? And again, you got no first out of this. At least in the other one, I think you were gonna get a first. Um, but yeah, it makes no sense to me with Washington. It's clear that like Denny, Avdia, and whoever they pick with their first round pick, 
Yeah. It's just going to be their star duo. Not star duo, but they're, they have to play them the most, both of them, to help them develop. Yeah. Right now, because, like, okay, let's just let's move on to the trade that fell apart, man. Uh, it's Washington. Fuck Washington. Let them do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, like, we already had enough Washington talk yeah. anyways, right? Um, like, so you, the original trade was Clippers are going to get Kristaps Porzingis. Sorry. Celtics are going to get Kristaps Porzingis. Clippers were going to get Malcolm Brogdon. And the Wizards were going to get Amir Coffey, Marcus Morris, and the 30th overall pick. So this trade fell apart a couple of hours before the the Grizzlies one went through. And the reason why it fell apart mainly was because the Clippers didn't trust Malcolm Brogdon's help. So that's why it factored out. Um, as you could tell, the Celtics and Wizards still wanted to make a trade. Um, but yeah, so in this case, you were going to get the 30th pick, which is still a first-round pick. Just a quick point about the Wizards. At least they did good enough to get, get off the cap. Here's, yeah, so here's my thing. The Wizards, I'm going to go back to that. As much as I hate... It's a new management team right now, I think. So they're correcting a mistake. So I'll give them credit for that, right? But that was the original trade. There's nothing to talk about. Nothing. Original trade, like Clippers made a good de- decision because your two, best, they, your two best players... It's a risk. Your two best players are injury prone. Yeah. Why are you going to add another injury prone guy, right? I mean, they might get Chris Paul, which we'll get into in a second, but... Yeah, this we were, there's no point dissecting this trade because it's not going to happen. But that's that. But speaking of Washington, let's go back to the Beal stuff quickly. A um, couple of points I want to bring up to you. Let me just find it right here. First of all, do you know that Bradley Beal is one of the few players that has a no trade clause in history, not just the NBA? Actually? Yeah. Wow. I was listening to it, and there was Wow, was Wizards. You, it's you? completely different from the NHL. Like, it's completely different from the NHL. Yeah. Um. NHL, like, everyone has, like, no-move clauses, no-trade clauses, limited trade clauses, like, Tyler Myers and all these guys have it, right? But they're, like, for, like, half the team. Or like, something. Damian Lillard doesn't have it. It's wild. Bradley Beal somehow had a no-trade clause. They give him, like, everything. LeBron didn't have one, apparently. AD, Giannis, and all these guys. They don't have really... trade, no trade clauses? I'll, I'll fact-check that, but that's what I heard. Um, so the fact that you, whoever, if it was the previous management that gave him that. So you just lost all control. You lost all control. And all leverage, whatever it came to moving Bradley Beal. NBA players with. But, like, the Wizards, if it's a new management team, obviously, they're doing good of offloading. They're actually having a, they're picking a spot, what they want to do. They're like, they have a direction. They have a focus. They have a focus, right? And that focus is rebuild because now they cleared up what? Around 60 plus like another like 25, 30. They got like what? Around 90 million cap space. Right? Yeah. So then um, you still have your first round pick. And then Tyus Jones could obviously be flip a good flippable piece. So the Wizards are making uh, moves. I'm not going to obviously, like you said, you're not going to blame a new management because like they were handcuffed because... So I'm gonna cut but you I, off. But, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you but off. like quickly finish, I just because my, I said this in the last pod, I just felt like they could have waited a little bit longer. Like they didn't have to rush the Suns trade, in my opinion. Like I feel, I like, feel like if the do you think do you think they should have waited till free agency for that? It's tough because we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah, right. Like, we don't know what the market is. We don't know what the case is. By the way, he is the only one in the NBA right now with the trade mode. So yeah, the Wizards screw themselves even more. Right, you could have easily traded him before, like I said last time, but we're not going to get into that. You guys could watch the last pod about our original, the Bradley Beal trade then. But yeah, um, I, I I don't know. I, I should have I thought they should have waited till tomorrow or today. Um, but I guess there was a trade that they couldn't pass up on. But 
Yeah, we'll get into more of the Bradley Beal stuff. I do have uh, stuff about that because your Raptors were involved. They were making calls. Let's just get into it right now, then. Uh, sure. Let me just you, pull it up you, here. I have his screenshot here. Uh, there's so much going on, bro. That, like, there's actually a lot, right? Because this draft period and obviously a couple weeks. Dude, not the even, season ended not like, what, a week and a half ago? And we already got like enough. So like, the a lot Beal of stuff. Um, this was the trade, uh, the final trade. Yeah. In addition to Bradley Beal and Jordan Goodwin added, the Wizards are including Isaiah Todd as well. In a trade with the Suns, Todd, who was a 31st pick in 2021, made mostly played in the G League. Um, yeah, so that's that. Toronto Raptors made calls on Bradley. So that was the final trade, essentially. Toronto Raptors made calls on Bradley Beal. DeAndre Ayton was requested by Washington in the Beal trade, but the Suns declined to include him. Why would you if that? Why would you? Why would you include him? Might as well trade him for some other better piece. Yeah. Um, Sacramento Kings were unwilling to trade Keegan Murray. Obviously, why would you? Yeah, we traded Halliburton. Before. Yeah. So and then I saw stuff like Miami wasn't really fully engaged, which I'm disappointed in Miami about. But, um, yeah. So that's the Bradley Beal stuff. Uh, you want to head into the draft, or do you want to head into? Let's head into the draft because that's good. The, the draft. Topic. That's like NBA draft. All right, so let's just look at the mock quickly. We're not I'm, draft experts. I'm going to ask you a big question One second, right though. We're not, disclaimer, we're not draft experts. We don't, We know nothing. We listen to people that know draft stuff, and we'll base it off that. We'll say, for example, Raptors fan over here, he'll explain what type of player he probably wants. I'm a Lakers fan. I'll, I will explain what type of player I want. We'll see if that player turns out to be that. Um, but, yeah, so if you're here for draft coverage not the place but we'll just quickly talk about some mocks but go ahead who will be the number one overall pick number one <laughs> the question is who's gonna be number two because yeah, there is a report uh well number one victor Aminyama. obviously we all okay number one has like been locked since last year the minute he was announced um here's a here you want a spoiler it's not no. really a, like it's not official or anything a spoiler like not, nothing even happened yet well <laughs> according to Woj's it Brandon, sorry, Brandon Miller further solidified his standing as Charlotte's choice at number two. Both Miller and Scoot Henderson came in, came back to Charlotte for second workouts. Miller was the second time. Miller was better the second time around. And Jordan is still a minority owner. He apparently has final say in this. Um, yeah, so there, that uh, the draft, let me just pull up some mock draft. So even the mocks are having it like, this is a Bleacher Report that obviously Vic is going one. Brandon Miller is going two. Um, Scoot Henderson is going three. At the beginning of the year, it was Scoot two. And then Eamon Thompson, half of the, uh, the Thompson, Thompson twins, twins are, is going four. Like, those four are, like, it's, like, kind of, like, like top four is locked, but two and three could but always. But I could see, like, two they're saying that it's not really locked with four downwards. Yeah. Two and three are interchangeable, and then, unless some surprise happens, and... They, you know what? One thing I want to see is I want to see if any team does what the Canucks did with the Sadines, get the twins together. <laughs> yeah, right. But that that'll be interesting to see because uh, there's also rumors that um, San Antonio might be looking to trade into the lottery because Victor's Wembenyama's um, teammate is also like a top 10, 11, 12 guy in this draft. Oh, um, that's sick. His name is uh, Bilal Kulebali. Kulebali? Yeah. He's projected to go. No relation to a soccer player. No, but okay. someone starts with a C. <laughs> oh, okay. Then. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, like for me, Charlotte's interesting. Reason being that like they're gonna have a 
no matter if they pick Scoot or Brandon Miller. I think they need to go Brandon Miller. I think they need to go Brandon Miller. Yeah, yeah, because you have the mellow ball. But I won't be mad if they get Scoot because of, of obviously. Best player available. Best player available. Good backcourt pairing. It'll be a good backcourt. It's tough because like, I don't know what Scoot's defensive capabilities are. Lamelo's are. Yeah, no, but like, if you're just looking at it like as talent-wise, it's going to be a good backcourt yeah. ba- ability, right? Uh, we're not looking. I'm not looking at fit too much because I, obviously, like we said, I we're not like too familiar. Yeah. With the prospect, I feel like obviously. the fit was better if you get a. Yeah, no, obviously, yeah, player. but I'm saying like no matter what happens, you should have a, like assuming Scoot or Brand and Brandon Miller play up to expectation. Yeah, yeah. Like you should have a good dynamic sure. duo, and then, uh, is it Miles Bridges coming back as well? He's rumored to, but I don't know if he's like contracted with them. Okay, that's so what, I don't know that. But what like that's what I'm saying. Like Charlotte's in a good spot because I don't think they could really go wrong. Obviously, for have, me, for me, it has to be Brandon Miller. Yeah, personally, they have, they have pieces to trade. Like Terry Rozier, um, is linked to places. Like he could be a go back to Boston maybe. Yeah. Um, there's um, what's his name? Gordon Hayward, is on, I think on the last year, as well. He he could be on the move, um, buyout candidate as well probably. So they have pieces to move. They got young. Lamelo's coming back healthy now, right? And then, like I said, like I agree with you, Brandon Miller should be the pick just because let Lamelo flourish as like the lead guard and find someone that could uh, just compliment Lamelo style. And they have Mark Williams and over there as well. They have Mark Williams. They have PJ Washington still. Yeah. Right. So like they still have decent pieces. Uh, and then Charlotte, like other than this year, like the last couple of years, they've been in the play on play in spot. Too right, yeah. They're they they're like in the nine ten one, and they usually lost first though. Yeah, um, another team I'm interested by, um, is Orlando. They got six and eleven. They got six and eleven. Six and eleven. So can they package that and move? They have enough guards, but according to this mock draft that I'm looking at, is Anthony Black from Arkansas, who's a point yeah. guard, shooting guard, anyways, and it's number eleven is Grady Dick. From Kansas. And what is he? A center? Small forward. Small forward. Okay. So him and Paolo as your future like forward duo. Um, the question is, are they? Can they package someone? Can you package one of those picks to get maybe a guy right now to help them? Whether it be like a center or a guard, because right now their center is Wendell Carter Jr. Can you also package those two to move up to number three? True. Then obviously you got. If no no, but they I got would. Do, and yeah. And all I would do that too. if if Brandon Miller is available then. Then you should they just should do it. Yes, because they they don't need they don't need more guards. Like, like Sugs is struggling. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, if Scoot's there, you might you might as well too and figure out. Unless you package up like yeah. Cole Anthony Hampton. Uh, well, Hampton's or like not their main guy there, right? So, I mean, it's Orlando. Like I bet I don't know much that happened there. They have a bunch of guards. Yeah, um. So that's the t- team to look out for. Uh, Houston. There's rumors. They're at four, right? Yeah. So there's rumors that they're trading for, that could be trading for. Harden might be coming back. So because of that, guys like Siakam, guys like Brown, Middleton, all these guys are linked to go to Houston. So maybe that number four pick is in play. It's uh, Eamon Thompson, who could, who's pretty good. He's a point he's not a he's a guard, right? He's a guard combo. Point guard, shooting guard. Playmaking and defense are the selling points. Question is um, his um, shooting is mainly his question according to this. Um. Yeah. So that's that one, and the last one. Let's get into it because we got to talk about Dame Portland. It's obviously the for me. Obviously, draft starts at two, like pick wise. Yes. But like, if you're talking about like breaking news, it starts at three. 
So obviously, hopefully, it's not anticlimactic and like nothing happens. So Dame has made it clear that he wants to compete for a championship, and he wants to continue and wants a roster that can get him there. He wants that now. He does not want to wait. He does not want to go to a rebuild. Doesn't want to continue playing with younger guys to help. Um, Blazers are showing no interest in dealing the number three pick. But at the same time, Dame Lillard doesn't want to leave Portland either. But Portland also has 23. So Portland are dangling with a 23rd pick to see what could they get for that instead. And there's also a report I saw today that Dame Lillard is meeting with Scoot Henderson. So who knows what's happening there. Maybe you package 23 and um, Anthony Simons to get maybe an OG Ananobi, for example. Yeah, so like one thing I was thinking of like, if getting Scoot Hand getting Scoot Henderson would like say if Damian Lillard didn't say anything. Like say Dame was either like it was a question mark that he was gonna stay or go, right? Yeah. If they gone Scoot Henderson, would that have been an indicator that Dame was getting traded? Well, they're clearly the way the reports are going, Portland is looking like to pa- uh, package those two as a backcourt. Damian Lillard, like we had that loyalty talk. Don't get me wrong, I would love to see Dame win with Portland. If like like I said, I'll, this is from an NBA st- fan standpoint, but how long could you go for it, right? Yeah. If I'm Portland, trade Dame. You're gonna get picks. There's no no trade clause bullshit on him. You could trade him to a team like Philly or Milwaukee or wherever, right? Miami. Miami. So you could get picks. You could get some young pieces or whatever is there in return. Build around Scoot. You have Anthony Simons, you have Shaden Sharp, just go. I understand, clearly ownership is looking at money there, right? Clearly. There's no other thing. And I get it, it's a business. You want your biggest draw, obviously, to get uh, your selling point. To It's a business, like, that's your selling point. But if I'm also Dame, how long are you going to say this for, right? You're loyal, we get it. You're already in your 30s. Yeah, so, like, you can't keep saying, oh, I'm not, if they want to trade me, I'm fine with it, but I ain't going to request one. And then come out and say, I'm not happy with, I don't want to get traded. Because if you trade that three, for example, they trade third for Siakam, how much do they really get better with that? They get better. But are the title favorites? No. They should, like, they should be in the playoffs. They should be in the playoffs, but they're not title favorites. They're not title favorites, yeah. Right? If you trade that for Brandon Ingram... Not title favorites. If they trade that for like DeAndre Aiden, not title favorites, right? So there's the only name that's intriguing that I saw. There's two names, which we'll get into now, is Paul George is one because Clippers are fielding calls for Paul George. Not fielding calls. Like There's reports that NBA teams believe that Clippers might be fielding calls for Paul George. Like they're going to break the duo. Yeah, they might look to break up that duo. And then the other one is Zion Williamson, New Orleans. Because New Orleans is reported trying to trade up to two or three to get Scoot. They're in love with Scoot. And so that's, that's where like, the Dame thing, that's where it's frustrating. I, like I said, I hope they could get a team around Dame, but it doesn't look like it's happening. No free agents going there. Who's really, who, like Dame has a huge cap hit himself. So who are you going to trade that on your roster to bring him in that matches the cap hit as well, right? The new cap, the CBA, depending on how this luxury stuff works, we'll look into it when free agency starts because all I see is like the luxury tax is higher and then it will go higher and higher the, the higher the cap goes as well. So at this point, this whole Portland Dame saga, I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear shit of it. 
make a move or don't just shut up, right? Like you're saying all this, but you're saying I'm not going to leave then, right? If they pick three and 23, I better hear, I better get a notification saying Damian Lillard has officially requested a trade. Because if you don't, then what's the point of you saying, I don't want to uh, play with these young guys, and then you're going to go back and playing with them anyways? Like, what's the point of that? Just get out, right? Yeah, Just get right. out. Like, people have done it. Like, we've had the loyalty overrated talk. Yeah, right. Like, people leave. Like, you said yourself, you want to play for a contender. You make the third pick, you make the 23 overall pick as a Portland, as an organization. You ain't contending, especially with that West, especially with that Suns trio, the Denver Nuggets, obviously, and then freaking obviously the Memphis Grizzlies probably should be a playoff team, and the uh, Mavericks always in the hint, Megs Hunt, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like there's there's bunch of teams in the West that will be comp- like what 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 was the thing? There's like a point in time where third place and like twelfth place were separated by like five games. It was even less. It was less than that at one point. Yeah, like, as the season went on, the obviously thing is, it went bigger. the West is competitive. Yeah, right. You want to play for a contender, you have to leave, or you have to make Portland package those picks and get someone sick. And Portland is reluctant on packaging that. Exactly. Then what is Scoot Anderson ain't gonna save you? Yeah, even even Scoot if Anderson's I'm, not gonna put you in the freaking uh, title contendership. Even if I'm Portland, like think about it logically. You package, you pick Scoot. He's potential superstar. I'm not saying he has superstars. But he's not doing that year one. No, but my point for the future, you could sell that to the fans for the future, right? Damian Lillard will have his fans wherever he goes, for sure. Like, Portland's going to support Dame like they have done it. But how long? Like, and I get it, it's a business, but I'm sure if Dame puts a request in, it's a player. NBA is probably the most players league I've seen. Yeah, because there's people a lot want of to get their way out. Yeah. Like, what? Ever since what? 2018 to now? Yeah. You'll be like, bro, this is a completely different league. Like, okay, how much is Bam Adebayo going to make you better? Like, they're, uh, Jake Fisher, the Blazers are prepared to make a significant offer for Bam Adebayo to the to Blazers. He's not a scorer. Or like, he's not like, he's a elite defensive player. Then you need to put guys around them. Or Damian Lillard likes the idea of Zion Williamson. I do too. Is Zion going to play? That's a question mark. There's so much shit off the court that's happening with him. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into people's personal lives. I know it's out on the internet about his baby mama situation. But that's, like, we're not going to get into that. But, like, is he going to be on the court? Right? Like, there's reports. Like, people are thinking, like, let me pull up the Zion stuff now because we might as well transition there. Is, um, do I even have, right here. People around the league expect the Pelicans to move Zion Williamson by the draft. This is by Bill Simmons. I don't know how legit this is by Bill Simmons. He's a known guy, but still. The Zion thing is real, real, real subplot. I had somebody tell me yesterday that I trust that he will not be on the Pelicans by Thursday. Okay? The Blazers, obviously, I said they prefer Zion over Brandon Ingram. That's a good duo, but is Zion going to play? Recent off-court events surrounding Zion Williamson have shocked high-ranking members of the Pelicans organization. High-ranking members of the organization have been dismayed by recent off-court developments around Williamson, as other outlets have noted. So, like, they're questioning his seriousness of the... Uh, of the game and they're questioning his um, is he really trying to be healthy right so he doesn't come across a guy to be like that but clearly it is it's, I mean, it's shown like he hasn't been like weight's been an issue for him right? yeah injury's been an issue they correlate right weight and injuries are like one thing they're part of health and he hasn't done anything to fix that um, what do you call it last year he, it felt like he came back fatter in my opinion yeah right he was still, like, 
And he was still he's, like he's still athletic as hell. He's still 60% field goal percentages. And he's still producing. He was an all-star starter this year, I'm pretty sure. Before he got, like, he, he couldn't play. Bro, like, I'm saying the only person, like, uh, no, there's no one, like, I've seen that big stay At on 60. that court. The closest person I could say was Shaq, but Shaq still looked, like, fit when he was early playing. Early on Shaq, yeah. yeah early on Shaq, but, yeah. obviously, like, later on. Yeah. No, it's this, it's mind-boggling. Like, that's why this draft is so intriguing because... You're hearing reports that Zion Williamson might get traded. The number I don't know how much of this is drama by Zion to get the hell out of New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. but like Zion Williamson was the last clear, before Wembenyama. Zion Williamson was the last clear cut number one overall pick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're like, what? It's been four years. Pelicans will be trading two number one overall picks. Like that was their main piece. They when they traded Anthony Davis away to the Lakers, they won the lottery. Yeah, Pelican so, fans were yeah, uh, on in the Laker fans mentions in the beginning of the year when the Lakers were shitting it. Haha, we're gonna get you your pick because it was supposed to be the first overall pick. Yeah. Uh, guess who made the playoffs and who didn't? And guess whose star player is not playing? Yeah, no. What I'm saying, the Pelicans are gonna be trading their two number one overall picks within four years. Yeah, if if it comes down and, to that, and it's not even the Pelicans' fault. This is a Zion issue. Yeah. Right? Like, I can't blame the On Pelicans. On the surface, yes, it's a Zion issue. Again, behind yeah, the no, this is a We don't know what behind the scenes. I'm yeah. I'm saying what I have. Yeah. Because no one knows what shit going on, right? Yeah. Like, everyone does that. Well, from what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, this is a Zion issue. Yeah. This is not a... Like, can you really blame the Pelicans? So, if I'm on the Pelicans, obviously, I'm going to move him. Yeah, because he's not on the court. It's like... This injury convo is tough. And we always have it with our cousins, like, like the Anthony Davis stuff, with Kawhi Leonard, with... Uh, whoever else is out there, like usually injury prone, like he's a young guy. You wouldn't realistically trade him unless he comes out and says trade me, right? Which is again, it's a players driven league. I don't know how much of this is a show, like I'm not showing a fit or whatever the case is. Because that Pelicans team is nice when he's healthy and playing. It is right? good. You give them a proper point guard as well. You're telling me you do a like they were first place before he got hurt. Bro, remember the time when they got CJ McCollum? And they took that number one seed Suns team, which was like last year, right? To six games, I think. To six games without Zion. Yeah. Right? Like, CJ said himself, like, bro, wait till we get Zion at that time, too. Yeah. It's it, like, it, it's... They're, they're a good team. Is this, like, I don't understand, like, how he's not on the, like, what, what was the thing? They're like, his injury shouldn't be taking this long, right? That's what they said. Now, again, everybody's body is different. Like, clearly Zion's body is not any typical body at 6'6", six, six, but... But it's not like your team... Like, it's not like you're getting shut down because your team is shit. Your team was contending. Yeah. Like, your team was still mid the playing spot. Yeah, so, I don't know. That's why, like, this draft is intriguing to me because what the hell's happened, like you mentioned, with Dame and Portland? What's going to happen with Zion? Are they going to really trade him for Scoot Henderson if he, if he becomes available? Or is Brandon Ingram on the move? Because, uh, I don't know. Like, are you going to reunite? Like, the thing with this NBA draft is unlike the NFL draft. And NFL draft, there was uncertainty with picks. Yeah, the right? top. Like, you don't know which quarterback. With the top three, right? Yeah. This is not, like, top three is clear what it is. It may be a different over. Obviously, two and three could obviously flip. But the drama on the outside com- with Portland, with the Pelicans, with Clippers potentially trading Paul George. Yeah. Right? There, There is a lot on the outside. And it's... It's gonna be so disappointing if nothing happens tomorrow like if you're or look, today. If you're looking at the um, I was gonna say Eagles. If you're looking at the the Beal trade, the Suns, they went out and did something. Now other teams have to reflect on that because at the end of the day, in the in NBA, I believe talent does prevail at times depending on how you surround it, right? 
Um, then if you look at um, the Celtics, they made a big acquisition today. So teams like the Bucks, teams like the Sixers, these guys are going to have to make moves, right? So we're hoping for that. So it's just, at the end of the day, that's why it's intriguing to see because this free agency class is not great. And there's reports that the trade market might be insane because of that, right? Like, yes, you have Kyrie Irving, James Harden, all these guys available. But, like, realistically, it wasn't like that draft class when Kawhi was available. That free agency class. Yeah, that free agency class with Kawhi. It was like Clippers. Kawhi, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler. Paul George trade Paul, happened. Paul George trade. Kevin Durant. Yeah, AD trade. So I'm pretty sure Kristaps was one then, too. Prison guys. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, let's just... Yeah, because of that, like, it should just be so, like, dead tomorrow if no trades or anything happen. So... Like, you expect something big to happen today. Yeah. Right? So, it's me just so disappointing if nothing happens. So, you know what? Let's let's transition. We're on the trade topic of, of the draft. Um, let's look at some potential trades. So, real this is from Beach Report, Andy Bailey. Realistic NBA draft night trades and one three-team do, uh, doozy. All right, the first trade is Chris Paul. So, back to the Beal thing, Chris Paul is linked to the Clippers. So, they're saying Chris Paul to the Clippers for Eric Gordon, Robert Covington, the 30th pick, which, yeah, 30th pick, because that was, I forgot that was originally in play, to the Wizards for Chris Paul. All right, makes sense. Let's see. You know, how, if, how, if you're the Wizards, you need a, third, you need a first round pick somehow. Yeah, if you get that, do it. But how, but what are the chances of Chris Paul getting bought out and caught? As well, too, right? It depends on who, how many people are really going after Chris Paul. That's still Chris Paul. He's still a great leader on the court yeah. and off the court. Second one, Jordan Poole to the Magic. Gary Harris and a 2025 first-round pick via Denver to the Warriors for Jordan Poole. How much of this is just getting off the contract? That is that. Because even Gary Harris is making money as well, but Gary Harris is a, like it's a win-now move, if anything. You're getting a first-round pick in return. In 2025, you could... Um, package that for something else package that with Kuminga or whatever but yeah that's the trade uh, Warriors fans you guys comment down below what do you think about that one uh, Damian Lillard to the Heat here we go Tyler Hero Kyle Lowry number 18 first round pick in 27 first round swap in 28 first round pick in 29 for Nurkic and Lillard well if I'm Miami instant yes Nurkic and Lillard? yeah they got Nurkic in there as well I got Nurkic in the last year of his deal, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. So then you could have Nurkic and Bam. Or you could put Nurkic off the bench. Yeah. Because they need a big. Even though Nurkic is not like not no defensive guy, there's a reason why they traded him instead of Jokic. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and then obviously, that this is Damian Lillard. I'm Miami. I cannot stay Pat. Like There's a report out there that Pat Riley's happy with running it back. You can't after what Boston just did. Right? You Denver just did. Huh? Oh, no, you're talking about like Boston upgrading. Yeah. But like, I'm saying you can't do that with what Denver just did, did to you. you and then what final. Boston just did. And then Milwaukee not coming back not motivated. <laughs> so, same thing with the Sixers at the end of the day. So, yeah, if I'm... If I'm um, you got to make Miami. Miami yeah, this is your I'm time. I'm doing this trade. Yeah, you got to do it. If I'm Portland, it's a little tough because the pieces are... not Obviously, Tyler Hero has to be the main piece. Tyler Hero, and then you have like a few first. Yeah. And then the three-team doozy was Miles Turner and Peyton Pritchard go to the Suns. Buddy Heald, Cameron Payne, the number seven pick, and which is Indiana's, and the 2027 first round from Indiana go to the Celtics. And Jalen Brown and DeAndre Aiden go to the Pacers. Wow. So this is, this is more of 
on a realistic one. Well, that's like opinion. a reach. That's a reach. This is depending on if Jalen Brown wants out or whatever the case may be. I don't think I don't think Jalen Brown. Like able. I could see DeAndre and Aiden being a Pacer because he was linked there last year, but I don't see like the Celtics being involved. I don't think Jalen Brown's gonna move. I don't opinion. think so either. Yeah. And I don't know how the the cap is gonna work. Is the cap the real? <laughs> is the cap space real? Who knows? Yeah. But, yeah. Um. That yeah. So that's the trades there. And then the last thing, before I ask you a couple of questions about the teams and the draft in general, uh, the trade targets. So these these are the trade targets. Who could be dealt after Bradley Beal, OG Ananobi, which we'll get. We're gonna get into the Raptors talk. There's the best landing spot is Portland, Sacramento. Memphis, and there's a report today that Sacramento is going, trying to get Pascal or OG. Deandre- That's also like for an upgrade of Harrison Barnes because Harrison Barnes is a free agent as well. Yeah, DeAndre Aiden, Chicago Bulls, Washington Wizards, OKC Thunder. I could see him on the move as well. Um, John Collins. I mean, I've heard this guy in the trade rumors every year. Um, Dallas, Indy, and Utah. Well, I'm gonna say this much. I would be surprised if DeAndre Aiden doesn't get moved in this offseason. I would be too. Right? I would be too. Um, they need, first of all, not even just because like, oh, if Vogel even likes him, it's just how are you going to fill the roster? He's your only true value. You could get a two for one for him. Yeah. So like, that, I'll be a little bit surprised if they don't, if they're not looking to move him. Yeah. Um, Buddy Heald, makes sense. Sharpshooter. Knicks, Lakers, Cavs. Yeah. Uh, Zach Levine is also one of those P- uh, Portland <laughs> rumors. Uh, Philly, if James Harden leaves, Miami and Toronto. We're getting mm-hmm. to the Raptors. I'll let you think. Damian Lillard. Obviously, we talked about Miami, Brooklyn, New Orleans. Reunite CJ and Dame. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Kyle Lowry, Lakers, Clippers, Sixers. Makes sense for the Lakers and Clippers at least. Point guard. Even Sixers hometown. Yeah. But it's trade, so I doubt it. Chris Paul, Clippers, Celtics, Heat. Yeah. Same spots we've been saying. Anthony Simons, Toronto. It's obviously linked to that Siakam trade. New Orleans and Brooklyn. Yeah. And Zion Williamson, Miami, OKC, and New York. Bro, like, there could a lot. This could be, like, one of the best drafts in recent memory. And it's not going to be because of the picks. It's going to be because of all the trades. The trades. Again, how much of it is going to be we're waiting, we're waiting, and nothing happens? But um, with the NBA hasn't a good job with when they anticipate something like a trade deadline, it lived up to it. Yeah, like the last couple of trade deadlines were pretty good. Yeah, and then hopefully, I just feel I just have this feeling that some sh- some shit's gonna go down today. Yeah, and watch me come back from class and nothing happens. I'll be so disappointed. I know. <laughs> um, before okay, before we continue on with the other news that happened, so finishing off with the draft. Our teams. We gotta talk about the Lakers. We gotta talk about the Raptors. So I'll go first because the Raptors. I know um, you have to talk a little bit more about that because it's more intriguing. It's like the trade deadline. Lakers at seventeen right now. I've seen uh, mocks that say we get Jordan Hawkins from UConn. Um, other guys like Kobe Arfino, I think is his name. Yeah, um, I saw Kobe. Uh, then there's like another guy too, Jalen Hutchinson or guys like that. Like, again, I don't know these guys well. I know Jordan Hawkins because of the March Madness run. For me, the prototypical guy, I want the Lakers. Now, Lakers are rumored. I don't know how if they're allowed, even allowed to trade this pick because of the stipend rule. Uh, stipend rule, stipend rule. Um, if we are able to trade, I've seen links to, again, Turner, Miles Turner, and um, Buddy Hield again. I've seen 
trade package rumors they're targeting, right? Gary Trent Jr. is in that uh, mold. But for me, it's just can you get like a shooter, 3 and D, preferably. It's like, I think the Porto guy, we still have LeBron. You could still you could fit around those guys. Ideally, what would you need? Because ideally, you would want this pick to be an Austin Reeves replacement, depending. I don't think we get rid of Austin Reeves. Personally. No, but like, I know he will stay, but like, how much would the like? I feel like a team will offer a bag to Austin yeah, Reeves, yeah, right? Sure. So it like it. There's a genuine question mark of him leaving and him staying. My priority list would be still get our um, three and D wing, or like a three and D player in general. Uh, then probably um, uh, like an Austin Reeves type player. Then yeah, but I think I think he'll stay. Like him personally, and obviously I think you'll offer him. I don't think yeah. you can get rid of him. I mean, I like the Jordan Hawkins way because he's a sharpshooter. Yeah. That's what you need with the LeBron AD team. So we'll see with that. But moving on with the Raptors, right now you guys are 13th. You guys were linked to like Kayshawn Wallace from Kentucky, who's like a defensive guard. Uh, Drew Holiday Mole is what people are saying. Um, names like, um, what is it? a guy from Arkansas. Oh my god, I forgot his name too. I just said his name earlier, but was it Kobe? The Kobe guy? No, 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 no. I saw his name too. I saw his. I saw. Uh, I saw Kobe link too. It was thirteen. Bleacher Report. Where you at? Well, this is how you know we're like lack of knowledge on no, prospects. No, I know his name. <laughs> it's something black. Oh, Anthony, Anthony Black, Black, right? Yeah, like he obviously in this yeah, case, he was eleventh, right? Yeah. Or sixth pick, right? Yeah. So, like, uh, guys like him are falling. Uh, apparently, Kayshawn Wallace is. Um, I saw Kayshawn Wallace definitely. Derek Lively sure. is the second from Duke. Yeah. Kobe Bufkin right now. Oh, yeah, for me. So yeah, give your give your thing, and then I'm gonna let you go on a rant because I know there's like, you have some things to say. No, I'm, I'm gonna try to stay calm. Right? <laughs> I will tell you why you shouldn't be staying calm. So I know. I'm a, I'm going to try to be calm. But for me, it's got to be playmaking point guard, ball handling point guard type thing. At first, I was like, all right, give me like Jordan Hawkins. And I still won't mind it because I will take that shooting any day of the week. But Fred Van Vliet being a free agent, and I don't want to I don't want to give Fred Van Vliet $30 million. So then that's what I'm saying. A replacement for him would be just like a Kayshawn good. Wallace. Yeah, just a good point guard. Uh, just a natural point guard, you know? Yeah. Good playmaking abilities. Defense. Good defense. And then uh, if you could score, I'll take that as well additionally. All right. So I'm going to get you mad now. That's my job right now. I already know what it is. People around NBA expect rappers to run it back. That's number one. Ca- uh, Raptors are reluctant to blow up their roster. They believe that they're not that inferior to Miami, who made the finals. That's number two. Portland obviously linked to OG and Pascal. Toronto remains unwilling to part with OG Ananobi. Jacob Pertle prefers not to be in a rebuilding situation next season. So that means you wasted a pick if, if you guys do decide to rebuild. And if you decide not to rebuild because of Jacob Pertle, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life because it's Jacob That Pertl. will be the dumbest thing ever. All right, Jacob Pertle ain't anything That'll crazy. That will be the dumbest thing ever. But here's a trade scenario for you. The Pacers, Mavs, and Raptors could engage in a three-team deal that would land Raptors uh, multiple firsts, including the seventh overall pick. Buddy Hill going to Dallas and OG going to Indiana. You're telling me if that was actually offered you um, and Raptors don't accept, how pissed would you be? I would be mad because I like I, I've said it many times. Raptors need to rebuild. The point you said about uh, Raptors and Miami, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you off. I'm gonna, let you go. I'm gonna let you go on an actual rant. I'm gonna say this last thing before you go off. Um, you just saw Boston go to the finals a year ago, and this past season get out uh, in the second or third round, right? They made moves. They just added Kristaps Porzingis. They were they were already a title favorite if they didn't make any moves, right? You saw um, Phoenix on the other side, same thing, making moves. So for me, I don't get how. Masai thinks that the Raptors, and I get it, he finessed the trade to, for Kawhi. So I don't think he, I don't know if he thinks he's a master finesser all of a sudden. And how how do you think staying put will help you? <laughs> like that's my point. Like how is staying put? Miami had Jimmy Butler. My Jimmy Butler is I'm sorry is much better than Pascal Siakam as a one option. Okay, so and Miami still couldn't get past um, Denver. Denver. At the end of the day, and it helped that Giannis was injured. You play who you play, so I'm not taking away any credit. And then on top of that, you have um, a new head coach who they believe that could either rebuild or could put this team over the top. I don't think your roster right now has put, could put you over the top, but anyways, I'll give you the floor for the next bit. All right, first point. You are a similar mold to Miami. That's the report, right? Was that the report? Uh, I'll read it. They but... believe that, like... They're, they're similar to Miami. They're not that much inferior to Miami. Yeah, the Raptors don't see themselves as all that inferior, if at all, to the Miami Heat, who have made the two NBA Finals in the last four years. All right, point one. Last four years, Miami made... Year one, Miami made the Finals in the bubble. Raptors were out in the second round. Okay, it's still like a decent run by the Raptors because it was a game seven. Year two... Yes, Raptors were in Tampa. Miami still made the playoffs. They got swept by the Bucks. Tampa, Tampa Raptors landed a lottery pick. Got Scotty Barnes. Obviously, it worked out a little bit. Year three, Miami one seed, conference finals, one shot away from the finals. Raptors got lucky. We got a four-two. Like the best thing that happened in that playoff series is that we didn't get swept because we were losing. This year. This team made the finals as an eight seed. Your team couldn't even. Your team blew a double-digit lead against the Chicago Bulls. So, what way do you think your teams are similar, performance-wise? Fred VanVleet might even just leave this team. So, like in the offseason for nothing. Yeah. So, what ways do you think your team is similar? Ever since basically the championship run, the first year in the bubble, I would I would say that was a decent year, right? especially after Kawhi leaving. But what Miami did and what you guys did are nothing similar, performance-wise. And Miami's roster stayed pretty similar throughout. Their coach is the same for like over a decade. Yeah, and your roster stayed same throughout. So how do you believe that you are not inferior to Miami? It is clear that you are inferior to Miami. See, now, the funny thing here is that before the Kawhi trade, what was this team? It was a perennial playoff team, but like a second-round exit. Yeah, it's not even that team anymore. This team is not even a perennial playoff team, in my right. opinion. But that, my, like point what? Is, my point is, Masai made that big move. So what makes you think that... We, that big move was Kawhi Leonard, who arguably at that time, even right now, you could argue when healthy, is a top-five player in the NBA. You don't have a top-five, top-ten player in the NBA. Right? Like available. Yeah, like right now on your roster. On our roster? We didn't have that in, in before, too. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, like until you we got traded Kawhi. for Kawhi, and then when Kawhi left in free yeah, agency, so, no, no, and what makes you? That's what I'm saying. What makes you think that that you're not that much inferior to my like Miami? Don't yeah, because with this roster, unless you could think you could pull off something. The only team that did something without like a superstar player was the Detroit Pistons from 04. Yeah, but the 2011, that was 04. Yeah, the 2011 Dirk, Dirk is was still, a superstar. Dirk is still at, sick. At that time. And then this past year, Jokic. And he still had a solid team around. Um, yeah. Like we had an argument of a 1A, 1B Murray, right? One and one and two option. So, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think the, if you. So you're saying that Pascal Siakam should be traded. They should have traded. Okay, um, I'm going to say this much. You know yeah. that DeMar DeRozan. Kyle Lowry team, right? Yeah. That team is better than this team we have right now. Would you agree with that? Yes. Right? Because Kyle Lowry was still good enough. He was Kyle Lowry was better than Fred Van Vliet. Okay. That Kyle Lowry was better than Fred Van Vliet. DeMar and Pascal leveled out a little bit. I would argue Pascal was a little bit better because Pascal these last two years has actually like... he Pascal had good seasons these yeah, last I'm two not, years. No one's like he, it was all... Player. Like both seasons were all NBA caliber. But if you're saying Pascal Siakam's a number one, in this but league, he you're a he's not your number one, yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's what he is in 2019. Yeah, he's the same player as. And 20, that was like these last two years. He's been the same player as 2019. Thing in 2019, he had Kawhi Leonard. Who so does he have now? No, Fred he's Van the Lee. number one guy. Fred Van Lee ain't that guy. But what I'm saying he was number two to Kawhi. Now he's the number one. Yeah, so expect that. That's a jump, like. Who are you better than? You're not better than the Bucks. You're not better than the Celtics. You're not better than the Heat because I just proved why. You're not better than the Cavaliers. The Sixers. You're not better than the Sixers. So that puts you at least minimum that's, six. That's playing spot. Uh, Hawks. Hawks, Knicks. Knicks are better than you. On paper right now. Yes. And especially what they've shown this year. You know, the Hawks were a little bit underwhelming, but Hawks were still better than you. The Bulls beat you. Yeah, I might even have to consider the Bulls better than you. So, at what what do you think? Like how how do you think that you are a contender when the Bulls beat you? Yeah, no, no, I agree. So, so my question to you is: before we wrap it up here, you're clearly wearing the championship shirt right now because I'm like <laughs> I'm in sad times right now, and I said like when I said that during championship times, like. I will be happy. Like this one will just make me happy for the rest of my life, but oh, for sure, the championship, the championship. Yeah, championship, championship. So like, even if we don't win another one, but obviously, once you, you still, win one, you're a fan. You once you win one, you want to win more. You still want, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so like, it just it's just frustrating. Back to that, it's frustrating because it's it's remind, it's reminding me of the Canucks. Yeah, you're rolling out the same roster again and getting the same result. Yeah, you ain't going anywhere. So back to that loyalty talk, Pascal Siakam, trade him at, at its peak. He is your, Depending on the package. He's going to get you something. He's He will get you something. Like, okay, and then OG Ananobi. He's relatively younger, but he's like, what, 26, I believe? He will get you something too. Like, OG is a great piece. So your team trade OG. If Fred walks, your team trade OG. And Bro, I, I want Fred to walk at this rate. I'm disappointed that we didn't trade Fred at the deadline. So OG, like, all these moves saying that, oh, Pasco might get traded deadline. Fred might get traded deadline. What'd you do? You added Yaka Pirtle. So OG's going to be 26 in July. Yeah, you added Jakob Pertl. What the hell did Jakob Pertl do for you? If he walks, you? you lose a first-round pick there. Considering if you go in the rebuilding situation. Yeah, so like what? The previous year, you made the playoffs. So I want to argue that that you bought like that, that young trade. You got to get rid of Gordon Dragic, right? You still wasted a pick. You still well, wasted you a pick. You could have just bought out Dor- yeah. Gordon Dragic for that one year. So I wouldn't 
I wouldn't bash that one. But this one, when you were freaking clearly in a playing spot or battling not even like for a 7-8, a 10. You're battling just to be in the playing. And you freaking added Yaka Pertle thinking that he's going to freaking turn your season around. I don't understand that. And you have Otto Porter who you could still trade as well, technically. Like as the fact that you did... I said this before. I was saying this now. You There's missed opportunities. That Kyle Lowry package would have been much better if you did it at the deadline. There would have been a package for Fed Van Lee. Yeah. I think you, the Lakers, could have offered something for Fed yeah. Van Lee, right? We, we were we were in talks. But again, like there were, there were reports that people are, are frustrated doing the Raptors because of Masai. It, um, it is frustrating right now because you missed... Like this, you wouldn't be in this situation if you executed the Kyle Lowry properly. And just taking the deal, whatever it was, because I think there were decent packages still. And if you executed, if you traded Fred Van Lee at the deadline, you'll be in a much better position right now because right now you're in no no man's land. Yeah. I don't know if you're going. Well, for me, obviously, it's rebuild. But looking at you, it's like your rosters ain't like bottom five or bottom like like eleven to fifteen yeah. in the conference. But you ain't top six. Top six is a playoff spot. Here's here's the thing. Last thing before we move on. Uh, I agree. It should be rebuilt unless miraculously Giannis becomes available, which I doubt, or something like that, right? And even then, you gotta like give up pieces to get pieces. But if you do trade Pascal and OG and whoever Auto Porter, whatever, you're gonna get picks. Obviously, you're hoping the third pick, but I still think that's a lot for a guy just for Pascal. Maybe you have to package Pascal and I don't know who else on your roster, like Chris Boucher or something. But you guys could easily become the OKC Thunder if Scotty pans out. If you guys do get the third or fourth pick and one of the Thompson twins or um, Scoot Henderson, whatever is your main point guard, you have Malachi Flynn who has potential. It's just, can he finally get the opportunity, which you will with a new coach, hopefully, right? So for me, it's like, yeah, rebuild. I don't know, Raptor fans, you guys could uh, discuss below. Uh, rebuild or be that whatever happens in the playoffs happens mentality, right? But let's move on. Realistically, yeah, I'm saying one last point. How often is the 18 going to make the final? Not often, right? Yeah. And Raptors are 18 at best. Yeah, okay. but move on. Yeah. Okay, so last question for you. I'm going to go back to the Beal thing quickly. Suns or Nuggets right now? I forgot to ask you last time. Oh, that's tough. Because those, but are the, those I'm going. Are the, I'm going with Nuggets, man. Still, you you still need to wait for the. You still need to wait, right? For the, like the Suns roster to pan out. Is it the, what the Nuggets showing? Because here's the thing: you're gonna. We're gonna uh, and then the last thing: Celtics are their favorite out of the East. That's gonna be the title of this video, essentially, too. So. Yeah, I think Celtics are the favorite. Yeah, no, I I think so too. Because now let's move on. Because of the reason why we're saying I'm thinking the Celtics are the favorites right now, and I'll ask you that question. Players opted in and out. Op- opted out deadline was today which is why the Porzingis trade was a key thing to happen today so some key players first off the bat new this news broke in during the um the the Porzingis trade was Chris Middleton is opting out of his 40 million dollar player option so he's officially a free agent um Woj did say that he's trying to um they might work out a deal it could be like maybe 35 million over like however many years but if the Bucs lose him there should be a play for Dame Lillard, obviously, or whoever, whichever wing becomes available. Paul George, for example, who's engaging. So that's one opt out. Uh, yeah. Um, surprised he opted out of 40 million. After an injury year or two. Right. Like, it's kind of kind of tough to say no to 40 million, right? Yeah. 
Uh, Unless you're getting like guaranteed like 120 for the next like four years or something. And the Bucks been like, it's been Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis, and that's how they won the chip too, right? Yeah. Um, moving on, Bruce Brown has declined, so that's why I asked you the Nuggets Suns, and there's looking like uh, that the Nuggets are not going to be able to bring him back, and so he was a key piece of the championship. He was part of the pretty much the seven eight that played. Yeah, he was. I I said it like I said in the playoff run. I was like Bruce Brown being on his team gives me nugget gives me more confidence in the Nuggets. Um, speaking of the Nuggets, because of this, as the Nuggets prepare according to Woj, prepare for a possibility of losing Bruce Brown, the Nuggets made another picks trade. This time, they will be drafting at twenty nine, thirty two, and thirty seven. Um, so they're looking at. Uh, they picked Christian Brown at 21, just for reference, last year, and you see how he performed. So this is a chance. They could either package the picks to get someone who's available to replace Bruce Brown, or they just develop someone. So the, the actual trade that was that... Um, one second, let me just quickly pull it up. It is... It happened earlier. Oh, this person is in the timeline right now. Bro, uh too much too many news yeah. too much news i mean this draft time obviously makes sense but i, f- I don't feel like in these recent drafts we got in this much news yeah right? the Denver nuggets are trading 2024 first round pick and 2023 40th pick so the second round pick to the pacers for 29 and 32 so that's essentially the second pick in the second round and the second last pick in the first round right again they could find gems they did it with christian brown they would yoke it even like like again uh, actually, no, I won't go back to that. But yeah, so that's the, 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 another trade that happened, obviously very minor. Um, the next player that opted out, Kyle Kuzma. So yeah, he's looking to go. He's looking to get $30 million, apparently. But uh, he'll only get that from like a rebuilding team. So yeah, there's that. This is a big one. Before we finish it off, uh, Draymond Green has officially opted out of his contract. And Mike Dunleavy, new GM. Has said they're working to get him back. I think they need to get him back. He is that heart and soul of the team. He, the fit is just so perfect. Yeah. Like People who probably don't watch as much, they'd be like, oh, what the hell does Draymond Green does for a team? Yeah. But when you actually, like, like when you look at playoffs. his numbers, right? But when yeah. you look in the play, when you look at the game, the amount he does for Curry and Clay is like, it's really irreplaceable. It's just the antics that are like brutal. That's all it is. Like the antics, yeah, cha- and that's annoying, but. As a player, who has a better work who has a better curb stomp, Draymond Green or Seth Rollins? I would say Draymond Green. <laughs> but yeah, for me, he's obviously he could be linked to he, if he's looking for a payday, he might be linked to go back to Detroit, mentor the kids there. He obviously he's good friends with LeBron. I don't know if we're able to pay him what he's looking for. But if yeah, if I'm the Warriors and if I'm Draymond, it's a match made in heaven. Might as well retire a Warrior, right? Because like. As long as you have the three of them and you uh, built and uh, Wiggins, you build around them, you guys are still championship contenders, right? Just fix your away record from last year and you'll be fine, right? Uh, last one, going back to the Raptors quickly, and I was a little surprised about this one. This is not an opt-out. This is an opt-in. Gary Trent Jr. has officially opted in. $18 million contract. They're working on a long-term deal. He's only 23, 24 years old. So I, this is the one Raptor. I'm like, you know what? If there's a massive trade out here, trade him. If not, he fits the timeline of Scotty and he whoever fits. else he drops. I like his game. It just it's been inconsistent. Uh, I think, like obviously, been looking at the roster, he fits as a six man. Yeah. But as a Raptor, as his Raptor tenure was, since he got traded, he produced better as a starter. Yeah. 
So now with Fred Van Lee going on, obviously you might have more of a starting role depending on whatever changes still, you make. It's a win-win situation. If you can't work at a long-term deal, you could still trade him. And he's yeah, he's a valuable. If I'm the Lakers, I'm calling. I'm, I'm going to try to get him. Bro, what? He, he was up there in steals. He led in deflections. And he could shoot the three ball. Obviously... And he could shot create too, not. And he could shoot create, uh, yeah, shoot, shoot create, shot create, yeah. yeah. Because he has, he makes like step back three, step back shots, like off. He makes off the dribble, like pull up shots as well. Yeah. Issue is, is he needs to be a little bit more efficient. All right, let's move on off the NBA. I think that was a good like hour and so. Well, I mean, obviously, there's a lot to so. talk about. It's, like, it's, it's a draft heavy time. show. It's draft time. Yeah, it makes sense. Today is the draft, and All it right. might. I'm telling you right now, I might jinx it. I might not. Right, <laughs> whoever comes back in this moment, this NBA draft will be the best draft in recent memory. In terms of, uh, not the draft itself, but the trades, just including all drama. All right, cl- uh, clip that. <laughs> but I'm gonna be like completely wrong. Let's now. go to quick fire before we go to soccer, because that's the only other big topics. It's just not gonna be as big as the NBA soccer. First off, quick fire. Let's go to the NCAA. Sticking with basketball, college basketball. There is a three-game suspension for head coach, former NBA star, uh, Penny Hardaway. Uh, he got three games for recruiting violations. Um, just going through this quickly. Uh, to begin the next season for violations committed in 2021-2022. Uh, in the midst of the season, Memphis coaches participated in two impermissible in-home recruiting visits with a prospect during his junior year of high school, according to a decision released by Division One Committee on Infractions Panel. Um he Hardaway's one eleven fifty two record former Memphis alum himself. I don't know. I, this NCAA shit it's bullshit to me in general. Like just the corruption. They're finally paying nil. Like imagine what guys like AD back then, like big time college guys Zion, Zion. Um, you know who else is there uh, in the football side? Like Johnny Manziel, like as a college athlete was big. Jimmer for debt. Jimmer for debt. <laughs> like these guys would have been making bank, right? So. Obviously, thankfully, the and NIL obviously, is like there. all those, like chat- I don't know how this violates something. Yeah. This was twenty because the NIL deal started in twenty twenty one. I guess this is like yeah, I know you can't meet the player at yeah, yeah. Year, so but, I, I don't know the details too much. But I'm just, but like, I'm just comment, reading what it a was. A comment there. about the NIL thing is like imagine all those players that like you know you know how like there's players that pop off in madness but like don't really get drafted. Yeah. Right. Like those players would make a lot of money too, but obviously they missed missed out on the opportunity. All right, moving on the NHL. Surprisingly, we're not talking about any big news in terms of trades and draft. That's next time. Next That'll week's be next week. <laughs> but the Hall of Fame has been announced. The nominees, inductees, not nominees, inductees. Um, also, uh, heads up for the NHL, the awards are next week, which is weird because it's been so long. Right, yeah. I, I honestly like lost track. I was like, bro. Yeah, I'm like, did they have I think did McDavid, did McDavid win MVP already? Yeah. <laughs> so here are the inductees. Um, Henrik Lundqvist, obviously known as best known as the Rangers. Uh, key accomplishment Olympic gold medal Vesna trophy yeah obviously accomplishments ain't there but like he is he deserves to be there Pierre Turgeon um, center don't know much of him but team Sabres Islanders Canadians Blues Stars Avalanche key accomplishment 13-27 points Mike Vernon as a goalie I've heard of him two Stanley Cups Conn Smythe so it was a goalie year this time last year it was a Canucks inductee class but yeah um, 1982 to 2002 Red Wings, Sharks, Flames, Panthers. Tom Barrasso, another goalie, as well. Two Stanley Cups, Vezina and the Calder. Caroline Olette, Canadian woman, uh, four Olympic gold medals. Uh, Ken Hitchcock as a coach is getting yeah, in. Yeah, Ken Hitchcock. He's getting in. 
um, Stanley Cup and Jack Adams. Pierre Lacroix, executive, and he's also in. So those are like the bench spots. My question is, how the hell did Alexander McGillney still not make it? I'm gonna I'm gonna look up his stats because I I was listening to Halford and Bruff and they were mentioning that they this should be the year to make it. Now Mike Halford did say like I don't know who he was referring to. There was like a guy that the reason why McGillney's probably not getting in is because he might not attend it, which is complete bullshit. Like he doesn't seem like a guy that will attend the draft. But does it seem that, because he okay. missed the Buffalo one? What anyway, do you mean Buffalo. What do you mean Buffalo? Like the Buffalo Hall of Fame because he also played for Buffalo, <laughs> but that's the Buffalo Hall. It's an NHL. It's a hockey Hall of Fame. Okay, so his national team was the Soviet Union and the Russian uh, Russia, and he obviously played. We know him because of the Canucks, but we never watched him play clearly. But we've heard stories like him and Burray and stuff like that, right? Um, he is a Stanley Cup finalist. The other guy I named was not a Stanley Cup finalist. I made it. And yeah. this is not discrediting the guys who made it. This is just making a case for that McGillney should have made it a long time ago. Okay? He won Olympic Games in 1998. He won gold as well. Okay? His career stats, total points. With the Canucks, he had fi- first year with the Canucks, 55 goals. 52 assists with 107 points. First year with the Canucks. He finished off with his NHL totals in 990 games, 473 goals, 559 assists. He was over 1,000 points as well. So you're a 1,000-point player, Stanley Cup finalist. 47 points in the Stanley Cup winner as well. He's, he won, he won one with Florida. No, no, Florida, New no. Jersey. Okay, New Jersey. so he's a Stanley Cup winner, a 1,000-point player, and a gold medalist. Yes. Henrik Lundqvist is a Vesna winner and, and a gold medalist. Gold medalist, yes. All right, so I'm not discrediting Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, because, we're not discrediting But anyone. I'm just saying the case is like the accomplishments-wise, there is enough there. Clearly, there's enough there. Yeah. Because there's obviously similar... Like Henrik and Daniel Sedin, they're just what? A thousand... Deserve, a if thousand, anything, McGillney deserves it more. Yeah, a thousand-point players, Stanley Cup finalists, and uh, uh, each having a heart. And uh, the... Right? Yeah. No, I think Daniel didn't get the heart. He got the ten Lindsay. Okay, yeah, but like the they, they, they each want they they each won an NHL award. Yeah, like a big one, and they're a thousand points player. And then he also had a story of like something happening with the Soviet Union, but yeah, um, that's one for sure. McGillney is there's been, one that I thought of. Obviously, McGinley. I've been like hearing that for a while. Uh, I'm just saying with all these goalies, right? One name that popped up in my head was like Curtis Joseph because I think he is like one of the. I'm pretty sure I saw it on SportsCenter. Like, uh, he's one of the few... I think he's the only goalie not to make the Hall of Fame with 450-plus wins. So, the guy whom Pierre Torrejon made it, again, deserved. I'm not saying anything like that. McGillney was named twice uh, at the end of season All-Star teams. Like, all in NHL, I guess. Yeah. Led the league in goals once. Also, changed the game by defecting from the Soviet Union is baffling. So, it's not even just, like... Hockey Hall of Fame is not just NHL. It's international success and what they have done to yeah, the game. Yeah, clearly Lundqvist. Yeah, and he won the cup with New Jersey. Um, he was the first player that I saw with a quick wrist shot release. That's the Nasdaq defending him. So, yeah, I think there was a year that no one made it and he still never made it, which is weird. But, yeah, I don't know how long he's been getting snubbed for. I'm trying to find that. but uh, I mean, It's been a while since if he was playing in 94. Yeah, like he retired in the early 2000s, like in early to mid well, he wrapped up his career in 06, so it's still a while. Well, it's been like 17 years. Yeah, so get McGillney in, like how Weber was missing out. Yeah, like McGinley obviously won. Like I said, Curtis Joseph was 
Because that's having 450 wins is insane, right? As a goalie. He's been eligible since 2010. Okay, yeah, that's 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 actually. He will remain eligible for induction indefinitely. So. Bro, that's actually madness. He's been he's been snubbed since 2010. It's been 13 years with that. With that, those it's many a small group of 18 committee. I don't know how it works, but yeah, every analyst is shot Craig Button, Frank Cervelli, Greg Wyshynski from ESPN. Everybody says McGillney should be in. He, he should, should be in. Be, like, Dude, I'll, I'll tell you why McGillney should be in. My dad knows him. Our dad knows him. Bro. Our dad knows either stars or guys who fight. <laughs> That's yeah, right. it. He knows Mac. And he was not a fighter. He knows Powell Burry. And Gino Ojek. And Gino Ojek. He knows, he remembers Matt Cook still. Yeah. <laughs> and Marco Cook, Rue too. And Ma- these guys. Matt Cook is a fighter. So, yeah. Um, McGillney should be in. Hopefully, he gets a next year, I guess. We'll come back in a year's time and see what happens. And we'll Last be doing thing. This, having the same conversation. Yeah. Hopefully not, though. <laughs> Last thing. Because, okay, but sorry. Before we get to that. Every year, there's going to be a new first ballot Hall of Famer eligibilities, right? So, like, how often can you really, are they really propelled ahead of them? <laughs> so, that's the point there, too. But, anyways, we'll end that one there. Uh, last thing, MLB All-Stars, second round voting results. Let me just pull that up. They're uh, in. This uh, is headlined by Blue Jays again. I don't know how. <laughs> it's voting, though. So I know it's wrong. voting, but, like, it's BS that those many Blue Jays are in. Why can't I find this? Um, I don't, I don't think it's really right? changed. I, I know it's like the same infield. It's like still Guerrero, uh, Simeon. Wait, moved to second. Wait, moved to second. But it's Guerrero, Simeon, Bichette, and Chapman. Uh, the outfield's like Trout. So yeah, it's still Rutschman, Guerrero, Simeon, Chapman, Bichette, Jojo Tani from this. I think Bichette, out of the Jays, the only one that should be making it is Bichette. Bichette. Um, second and third. Uh, nothing crazy from here. Oh, it doesn't matter. A second, third. Uh, Mike Atan- Trout. Atani is the age, and then yeah. uh, Mike Brandon Trout. Has, it's, it's rigged. <laughs> Belt, <he's laughs> just Belt is joking. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So nothing really much changed from last time. But in from the NL, the leaders are still um, Murphy, Freeman, Ruff, Arise, Arenado, Arcia, Acuna, and JD Martinez, who's being killing it, I guess, over there. Um. Who is the second and third outfielders for each? Uh, Bryce Harper somehow, and Dern Dernod, Dernal, Travis Dernal. Yeah, and you then know for, more baseball than me, so I'm gonna lie on you here. And uh, for AL, uh, Otani Belt. Sorry, no, Judge Trout or Rosarena. Uh, so Rosarena, I think, is he came in to third. I think someone fell out. Wait, who was it again? Say it again. Judge Trout or Rosarena. Yeah, Rosarena came in. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so there's that. I think Lourdes Groyal was in last time, right? Yes. Yeah, and I think Dar- I think Harper came. Harper Darnall. came in. Yeah, because I think Dar- Darno was still there. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Soccer quickly. Um, transfers still going on. Rumors. Everything happening. Um. First off, Chelsea's on a fire sale. They've been like selling everybody. Uh. So first off, Kai Havertz has officially not officially signed, but like there's an agreement in place that he will be going to Barcelona or Arsenal. And it's like 16. 60 plus five, so sixty five. Sixty plus five add-ons, right? Sixty mil plus. So sixty five. Um. So that there's that move. Kovacic is going to Man City. And Havertz is a good player. Like, yes, he he wasn't like Bayer Leverkusen Havertz and Chelsea, but Arsenal is still getting like a quality player. He could start. He could come off the bench and everything. Uh, next up is Mateo Kovacic, who is moving to uh, Man City. Um, Probably reason being because Gondogan is going we'll to, to second. is going to Barcelona. So yeah. I feel like I just feel like that's like replacing Gondogan. Okay, he next, might not be as good as Gondogan, but 
that that just like you know how a city are they're always just adding illegally or legally we don't know about that yeah yeah <laughs> ne- next up it's uh uh saudi bound guys conte's officially signed yeah uh koulibaly hakim ziyech ziyech okay and the goalie mendy edward mendy yes so those are the so chelsea is going with keppa in that eh? i mean keppa did play more this season yeah so edward mendy is good too like it's funny decent edward mendy is decent actually he's not I mean, Chelsea was a shit show in general, so I can't even say anyone was it's good. It's funny because like Chelsea was like, Chelsea fans were like, "Oh yeah, we got Havertz now. Havertz is a bomb." <laughs> it's funny how like Chelsea gives up their players to um, rival teams. And speaking of rival teams, Mason Mount, personal terms are agreed with Man United. Um, not they want sixty plus five as well, but he made it clear that I ain't signing next year. So it's either get something for me or I'm leaving for free. Um, so we'll see. It's pretty much gonna happen. And that when. that that's like a, it's it's a good pickup because that's like a Ericsson replacement because Ericsson obviously was injured and got fatigued. So like, him and Eric er, him and Ericsson will be just like swapping. Yeah. Like they'll be just replacing each other. Uh, Manchester United. Don't get me started with that. Figure out the ownership ship fast, because you shouldn't be selling Zidane Iqbal for one million when guys like Roma Lavia went for twelve mil. I don't know how Leeds were dumb to pay 30 mil for Dan James back then, but they were. So the fact that we got rid of Bro, James like, Garner it, like and Zidane, Zidane Iqbal. Zidane Iqbal, James Garner, so much promise. Yeah. And we got rid of him for nothing. Like one mil. We have a sell-on clause. Great. Like what? Well, 25%. Well. <laughs> but whatever the case is. But yeah, I, I don't want to... The podcast is already long enough. I don't want to go on a rant. It's not. It's just, this, is a, this is a draft day. Yeah. Focus. Um, so you mentioned Ilke Gundogan is going to Barca. So... We'll see. They have a midfield of Frankie De Jong, Pedri, Gavi, Kashi, all these guys down there. Um, I don't know if they could afford, but oh, and then Declan Rice bid second bid is also rejected. But again, similar to Mount, it should be getting close. There was a report that maybe Man United could swoop in with a McTominay Maguire plus Cash deal, but I doubt that will happen. I think McTominay Maguire might like drive away the deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the deal over there is close. Um. Rafael Guerrero has joined Bayern Munich on a free. Another Dortmund ship. Another Dortmund player joining Bayern. That's a shock. Yeah, and then Di Maria is returning home to Benfica, where he kind of made his name. Oh wow! So that the reports are there is getting done over there. Uh, let me just double check if I'm not missing anything. Before I know Southampton hired. Yep, Southampton have hired Russell Martin, not the baseball player, as a new head coach. Uh, on a three-year deal. So, I don't know much about him. I know Russell Martin, the baseball good l- player. Good luck in championship. Yeah. And then, last thing before we close it out. Um, actually, I'll double-check some transfers, but Mourinho got four games for his antics after the final with the ref situation. Probably deserved. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously he was pissed off. And can you blame him? No, but... at Like, like... Like in everything, well, there's a limit to something, and once you cross it, you're gonna get punished, right? Yeah. And then you probably crossed that limit, and you got punished. Four games. Of like, it's the only Europe competition, right? Or is it? The Europa competition, yeah. So he's only okay, yeah. Oh no, four but, games. Well, I don't know if it's yeah. I think I'm pretty games. sure it's a Europa competition, like Europe competition. Let me see if it says it on that article that came out quickly. UEL. Banned for four European matches. Yeah, so, so yeah, European. He's, they're playing, uh, I think, it's Champions League this year. 
Yeah, maybe. Let me just confirm that. I don't want to give false info. Um, Italian, Syria. No. They're no, in, they're in Europa? They're in, or I don't think, I think they they're in Europa bad. Conference League, I think. Europa I think they League did quality. bad in the league, right? Yeah, they did bad. So, never mind. Either way, he's missing European games, whether it be Champions League or, um, sorry, Europa League or Conference League. Uh, before we close out, let me just double check any news, any breaking news might happening. Uh, no. Oh, Ruben Neves is going to uh, Al Halal. He's also joining Saudi. Yeah, I think we mentioned that last time too. Okay, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean it sucks because what there were two times where Ronaldo like Ronaldo Silva's also linked. So yeah, but I'm just saying like you know there's two episodes where we're like so close of getting because we want we want the breaking news live. Yeah, it was right, like it's like okay, fine. The news happened in the morning. Great, whatever. We got something to talk about. Okay, then the news that it broke that it's not happening. I'm like okay, but I had a feeling it was gonna happen still. And it happens right before, like, 45 minutes to an hour right before. But it, And there was another situation, right? Where, like, I think we're, it was a Kyle Dubis where we were, like, talking about Kyle Dubis. And the next, and the next morning, yeah. right before we upload. All right. Just because like, you mentioned Kyle, that, let's just go to Woj's Twitter and Sham's Twitter and just see. Just a double check, right? <laughs> just, like. Uh, but the thing is, we're not. We're no, not up- still talking about the Samoran Przingis three-team deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there'll be a day where we get live news. I mean, right? we, we do film late, so that's the problem. <laughs> that's true, too, right? Um, and we do upload the next day, but other than that, I don't know. It's yes, tough. Nothing with Shams as well. So yeah, big was there news. was there any other situations? The only one I could think of was like Kyle Dubis getting hired the next morning. Um, what's his name? Got, uh, and then there's official, this one, uh, our second pod. Uh, Bob Myers was reportedly leaving, but it wasn't official till like a weeks later. Oh yeah, that was like that one's acceptable. That was like a week after. Yeah, but anyways. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, obviously, a lot of NBA coverage makes sense because of the draft. Um, if you're Raptor fans, if you're Dame fans, Zion fans, any fans of the sport, what do you guys think of the thoughts? Let us know down below. Um, and also, enjoy draft day. And if after the draft, you want to leave any thoughts and comments down below, like saying, let us know if your like, team got a W, L, right? Yeah. So, like, if you're Portland fans, Dame fans, Raptors fans, which for me, I feel like it might be an L. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, please like the video, comment, and subscribe. Please tune into our audio pla- um, platforms as well if you prefer to listen audio, and give and it a five star rating if you enjoy it. Also, shout out to the audio guys. Thank you for showing love because there's a lot of people that download from uh, the USA. We got some Brussels downloads as well, right? Yeah, we some so, people from Belgium. So uh, thank you for that. International. <laughs> thank you, thank you for the support for there as well because. And right now it just sounds like we're giving the YouTube guys love but we just shout out to you guys too for downloading the podcast as well yeah my one buddy that watches uh, listens on Spotify shout out to you yeah um, but yeah that's pretty much it we'll, we'll catch you guys on the next one peace, peace.